about Trying to figure out what it's all about Excellentialist Am I worth anything or just a scout? I don't know I don't know I don't know That was a great sounds of Watson with Outside on WNHHLP 103.5 FM New Haven Myself Prestige with my partner in crime Long Island Raised Elm City Made E-Z Blues From the State House <laughs> this is behind the brand <laughs> easy you are better with introductions better than me if i that that barely made any sense <laughs> so who do we have this today on behind the brand ladies and gentlemen it is the season the most wonderful season of all the leaves are changing colors and about to fall Everything is just right there. It is that wonderful time for your leader hosen. It is your amazing time to crack a cold one and truly celebrate what October is about. And I'm talking about Oktoberfest. I am talking about beer. Beer, also known as maybe things that make us happy in life. And, and I love it for that, you know? And today we have one of the premier brewers i'm so blessed to have this person back on the show the last time he broke down such incredible science i actually picked up a book and read and i haven't done that in forever forever ever but i want you to put your hands together not if you're driving if you're driving you keep your hands at 10 and 2 and also make sure that you blew into the thing correctly so that you can actually drive your car i'm just saying it is october be careful be safe um put your hands together for tyler jones from Black Hog Brewing. Brother, how you been? Welcome back. Thank you guys so much uh, for having me again. So I'm uh, always excited about talking about beer, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Who is it? <laughs> well, and, and that's one of the most incredible things. Um, you know, obviously it is October, so you have Oktoberfest. Now, for those that are been living under a rock for the past forever, ever, what is exactly Oktoberfest? And why is it so important? I mean, Oktoberfest, I think originally there was, you know, some ancient, um, like a prince and a princess that got married back in, and they had, they threw this huge wedding for them. Um, and they just, you know, it was a multi, multi-day event that all happened and that kind of blossomed to what we call now Oktoberfest. Um, it's a big German holiday. I mean, it literally, officially it starts as the last, the last week of September is when Oktoberfest starts, but then it mm. carries through. And into like the first couple days of October. So Oktoberfest actually starts in September, which is crazy. Um, but it's uh, you know, but I mean this this is the time of the year where people are looking for those those um traditional German style lagers, those Martins, those Vienna style lagers. So uh, I mean that's kind of what's really coming out right now. Um and of course we have a couple different options as well beyond that. Uh, of course. Now, when you actually break down, because again, for, for those that aren't as well versed in the palate of, of the tasting of beers, what is the difference between a lager or um, and say, you know, a sour or, you know, more traditional summer ale type of? Uh, oh, yeah, for sure. So, I mean, lagers basically like you can look at beer as like, you know, as like vehicles, right? Within vehicles, there's cars and there's trucks. So like. Uh, a beer can be broken down into an ale or a lager. Um, so lagers are just the the yeast strain used during fermentation is different than the ales. But the the, the ales are fermented warmer, um, so you get a little bit more um, yeast characteristic into that beer. Um, and there's a whole slew of ales that kind of like branch off of that. And then lagers, as they're a very specific lager yeast strain, that's fermented cooler. Um, just during that from cooler fermentation uh lagers come off like cleaner crisper easier to drink uh because of that um th i mean to like to lean into like the wine world a little bit you think like red ale is a little bit more robust and more flavorful and white mm -hmm. white like i mean white wines are a little bit like cleaner easier to drink so kind of mm -hmm. like ales are more like red wines and lagers are more like white wines where you kind of like they're both wines but they both have the they're within the category you kind of like break them down that way um, and then you talk about like Oktoberfest is like, that's just a whole nother branch within the lager strain for sure. It's a different league. No, oh, yeah. <laughs> so uh, again, let, let, let me ask you what your favorite, your favorite child is kind of, kind of aspect is, are you more of an ale person or are you more of a lager person? Um, I mean, I think I might've mentioned this last time, but beer is mm -hmm. like uber situ situational for me personally. Right. Um, it comes down to like, 
what's the last beer I drank? Like what time of the year it is? Uh, what mm-hmm. am I eating with it? Uh, but I mean, this time of year, like you want those, those fall flavors in there. And, um, but uh, it's not, it's not cold enough where you want those big hearty, like Imperial stout, like ale stuff. So I think like the Oktoberfest fits in that little perfect window right. where it is a lager. It has a little bit cleaner, easier finish on it. Um, but the the fact that like the malts used within it, you get more of this like sweet crackery kind of notes going on in there. Um, and it's just beautiful for this time of year. Uh, that's awesome. And I love the fact that you really do talk about how it is situational. And that's really what beer has been for a very long time. But we're starting to now see that more and more in regular culture now that, you know, there is a beer for, say, you're, you know, very similar to the wine aspects that you, you uh, referenced before, you know, you don't necessarily have the red wine with, you know, a good snapper fish, you would have more of a white wine type of aspect. And there are those incredible notes when it comes down to beer, but for the longest time, mainly in American culture, it was just like a beer, that's it, that's what you had. Um, and now we're starting to really get into the depths of it. Um, so like, for example, What's your, what, what's like your favorite fall time meal? Fall time meal. I mean, like fall or fall for me is slow, slow cooker season. You know, you get like mm-hmm. a bunch of stuff in the slow cooker, you let it all kind of hang out together. And it's just like this beautiful, like warm thing you get home and enjoy. Um, and I mean, that's kind of where you get, you know, the brown ales for sure work well with that. Mm-hmm. Like the Oktoberfest work well with that as well. Um, but I mean, you know, pizza is always good. I love pizza no matter what, you know, so you can always have a pizza, you know, so that's kind of like, right. Uh, but like, if you had to like say fall time meal, it would be like that, that slow cooker season, kind of like where you're starting to get like the cooler nights and kind of hang out with that. And I mean, if you want to go all the way into like a thanks full Thanksgiving dinner too, I mean, that's kind of like friends, family hanging out, just engorging yourselves with deliciousness, you know, that's kind of what I think of fall time for sure. Now, um, Again, kind of referencing the wine aspect, there are, uh, I forgot the name of it, and I, I apologize for anyone whose job it, it is, but there are wine specialists that are at these fancy restaurants that can tell you the proper wine for each particular dish or meal and stuff. Do you see that happening um, in the future for the beer industry as well? Oh, yeah. So, I mean, you're talking about like the sommeliers, where they talk about- Those guys, like, yeah. yeah. Um, but there, there's a whole- um... I mean, I just said the word sommelier and I can't think of the beer version of it now. Uh, but there's a whole like like line you can get on it. Um, Cicerone, there it is, beer Cicerones. So you can have a Cicerone uh, classes where you can learn through. And uh, Cicerone training level one is just like service of beer. And you work your way up through and there's a master Cicerone out there. Um, I mean, he's there's one. There's only a few in the country. There's one that uh, is in Connecticut, uh, you know, a buddy of mine, but he uh, he's a it's amazing. Like they know as much as, as much as like a wine sommelier would be about wine. I mean, they know how the the beer, how the beer is made, how the, all the different, where all the different flavor components within the brewing process come from, um, how to like literally like install an entire draft system to serve the beer correctly. What different beer, different uh, temperatures should be served at. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, they know like the Cicerones are where it's at. Um, and those guys are amazing. Um, when you get the master level Cicerone, they're, they're, they're a huge component of, uh, bringing, bringing the level of the quality of, uh, service of beer. Um, uh, obviously like the brewer's job is to make the best beer possible, but like the service of beer is whole, like if it, you know, we can produce something beautiful, but like if it's served on a crappy, dirty line at the wrong temperature or the wrong pressures, uh, the wrong blend of gas, it's not going to pre- be presented as well as it should have been. Speaking of being presented well, what makes you unique? What makes Black Hawk separate from the pack? What makes me want to pick your brand? I mean, I've, I mean, there's a lot of like, uh, there's, you know, there's brands out there that are known for their hazy IPAs. There's brands mm-hmm. that out there that are like, oh, we only make lager. You know, like, I personally think like Black Hawk and the crew that I, the crew that I'm with now, like, we can make every style beautifully and like we're we're very well rounded and like if you want a quality version of any style you can pick up black hog oh that's a great brown ale or hey that's a great hazy ipa or hey that's a great italian pilsner like we make all the different styles and we do them well like and i think that's kind of where it comes down where like black hog like 
we can make every style. We make it, we make it great. And like, we also are always thinking about the food aspect of it where we mm-hmm. want to have that. Cause I mean, beer is great to drink, but like really want to be eating food and hanging out with friends and drinking beer together. And that's what it's all kind of mm-hmm. all about. So like, I think that's what kind of separates us from the, the pack a little bit where it's like, we are trying to, you know, we're not trying to hyper-focus on one style and like make that as perfect as possible. It's like, but we make, we're making all the styles um, really well and really well crafted. And, you know, you can, our, and our packaging guys are awesome too. I'll forgive them, <laughs> give them a shout out. They're crushing yeah. it. Our shelf stability is awesome on all of our beers right now too. So like you can, you know, it's, you don't have to be like, oh man, this beer is 17 minutes old. It's, it's our bad. You know, like it's just like our beer, <laughs> our beer has some shelf life and you can, you can pick up a beer out in the, out in the wild. Um, not necessarily, I mean, I'd prefer you come to Black Hog in Oxford, Connecticut, buy it from me, but uh, you, you can pick it up, you can pick it up off the shelf at kind of any one of your local package stores and still have a really great experience. <laughs> definitely, definitely. Um, what efforts do you uh, make here at Black Hog to be environmentally friendly? Yeah, I mean, so that's a big thing is kind of a, we talk about balanced about everything, mm-hmm. like, you know, balance about like working hard and playing hard and, you know, we're in like, I mean, brewing in itself is just a it's it's you use a lot of water and you have a lot of excess products that kind of come out throughout the brewing process i mean we've started um kind of with our wastewater stream we're side streaming kind of uh all of our um yeast hops tube they call it but it's kind of like the post the bottom end of the um brewing process is like the stuff you can't you don't want into your finished product you know you don't normally went down the drain so we side stream that we have a local farmer that comes picks it up uh, uses to fertilize his fields and stuff like that. Um, all of our brewers' grain are being picked up by a different local farmer who's feeding um, different. Um, um, he has a bunch of cattle, so he does a has a big milk farms. Our bigger, our bigger farmer, so he has a he has a big milk production with all of our spent grain. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have another farmer who picks up smaller amounts, but he actually feeds like goats and pigs, and oddly enough, the Berkshire hog, which we're named after, uh, <laughs> which is kind of cool. Um, you know, we should, we try, always try the best we can to like, you know, get, you know, try to be mindful of the, the environment. Uh, we've hooked up with our friends over at Continuum Distilling. Okay. Um, as well. Um, Continuum is really cool. I don't know if you had them on your show yet or not, but, um, it's a, he's a, in the yeah, Brandon, future. yeah, Brandon's awesome. <laughs> but, uh, he actually used to work for me. Um, oh, cool. Intern. And then he saw, like, I mean, the whole this, his whole idea came from when he was working with me. And he was, uh-huh. you know, post-transfer, there was, like, a barrel of beer, you know, that was fermented liquid that didn't, wasn't clear enough, didn't make it into the bright tank. And he's like, you know, that could be distilled into, you know, a distillate. And so mm-hmm. kind of came up with his idea. So now, like, kind of our waste, our wastewater, like, our, our finished beer, it's, you know, it's finished fermenting. It's actually beer that just doesn't quite meet the quality of what it would be. Or um, mm-hmm. if anything might have gone out of, thank you. Um, anything that might have gone out of um, out of code, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. they were like, we were able to send it his way, and he's able to distill it off and create uh, a beautiful right. distillate. Yeah. Hmm. No, and that's and that's uh, something that's incredible. And, and just so you know, we're totally going to drop your name when, when we try to get him on the show. Um, <laughs> <laughs> just just put it out there, just so you know, we're totally going to take advantage of that. Um, you know, but one of the things that I really do love and respect about you guys is actually how full circle you are, you know, where you are dealing with, you know, the farmers, but not just, you know, taking from the farmers, but also giving back. Um, It is very true to uh, your philosophy. um, And you guys are so much fun. Like, I know we talked about it a little bit on on the last show, but, you know, those who are not following your TikTok, it is just so fun to like see people having a great time at work, especially, you know, where there's a whole lot of darkness and a whole lot of, you know, stories that are going to tell us bad things. It's great to see something refreshing as for just a bunch of people who enjoy hanging out together. Now I'm sure that's not like that every single minute of, of when you work, because that's not reality, but there is, your TikTok reality, chef's kiss. I absolutely love it. Um, has that been a key thing for your branding moving forward or is this something you guys are having fun with? No, I mean, that's something where it's like social media is crazy and, and it's just fun. And like, I'll, before I go to bed, I'll just scroll on, scroll on either TikTok or Instagram mm-hmm. and kind of see what, 
music is trending and like what people are doing to it. I mean, it, and it's for me, it's like I'll go with like I'll just see some TikTok trend of like, oh, people are playing this music and doing. I mean, there was a uh, you know like the uh, the Billie Eilish um, mm-hmm. thing. Everyone did like they were all these girls were rolling over and they were going from like you know like their PJs to like super sexy and I had this yeah, background. Right. So, I, so I had all my brewers get lined up. I'm like, all right, we have all these new t-shirts. Let's display a new t-shirt. So like they all rolled over and like did the same transition into their new t-shirts, like just using that same music. I mean, it's just kind of fun using, seeing what people are trending and what's going on and then trying to be like, how can I use that to promote black hog? And that's kind of like all mm-hmm. I really do on that world of it. Um, and then we have, um, you know, our assistant tasting managers starting to do some work too, of like putting some stuff together and trying to play around with that too. So it's just, it's more of just kind of having fun and then hopefully people see it and come in and drink the beer. Cause I mean, no one can experience black hog by watching a TikTok, but people can experience black hog by drinking, you know? So it's like, it's just kind of right. like, like, Hey, having fun, come have fun with us and enjoy a beer, you know? <laughs> no, I, I think, I think it's incredible. And, and, um, really, I think personally where marketing and advertising is going to be moving into the future where we're not really going to be hundred percent worried about the, you know, spending $17 million for a 10 second commercial on the Super Bowl. you know, it'll be uh, more focused as what is trending right now on this, you know, trending social media aspect. Let's do a 15 second thing going on off. I think it was absolutely genius. You guys taking that, particular trend and really highlighting something that you have out there so i I really uh i really definitely dig that for sure no and it's i mean that's it's i mean social media is a necessary evil and you know Mm -hmm. my wife's like you're always on your phone i was like well i gotta see what people are doing so that we can make it make it happen for black hog you know so it's uh but it's a uh, it's fun though too at the same time i had a good time i mean we we just did this thing uh todd one of my assistant brewers uh, he's actually the head of my cellar um, as well, but he, um, you know, he, he, he hates the social media things. And it's always like this, whenever we're doing something crazy, he's always just like, what is going on? And so um, one of my, one of my other brewers, Mike, uh, really good with the social media. And so he'll, he'll always film Todd, like, just like shaking his head. So mm-hmm. he started this whole little side thing of like disappointing Todd, you know, while we're doing <laughs> nice. <that> so. <laughs> nice. Very nice. Very nice. Um, no, that, that, that's, um, you know, one of the, the key things when you can find that piece of yourselves and able to, to represent that um, moving forward, it really is the key aspect. You know, it's one of the reasons why we love doing this show in particular is because we are allowed to tell, you know, the stories that not a lot of people really know about. We talk about it all the time. Everyone knows the stories of the Waltons. They know how Walmart was founded, but they don't really know about the bodega that's been on the street corner for 32 years and, you know, gone through three generations and is still out there thriving, you know, and, you know, we really are blessed to be able to tell these stories. Um, now, as you continue to, to move forward and, and grow, you know, and I'm growing room, too on WNHHLP 103.5 FM New Haven, right here on Behind the Brand, myself, Prestige, and my partner in crime, Long Island Rays, Elm City Made, EZ Blues is in the building. We're going to take a little pause real quick, but we will be right back for the show. No, I think it's it's absolutely incredible. Like as you're continuing like the self-sustainable um, aspect and and you know really showing who who you guys are. Um, as we continue to move forward and as you continue to grow, I know your tap room. And we apologize, we have not been out there yet. Uh, we will be. I promise you, we will be. But you know, it's been it's been a year. Um, Yo, it's been I a hear year. You. I hear you. On that. Uh, um, yeah. and, <laughs> In the best blessing ways, you know, um, do you think you're going to maybe start venturing further than just your, your one location or is this going to just be, you know, because you guys are, we can make everything really good and that's what we're going to do. Are you just going to be sticking that in a one location or are we going to be, you know, moving forward, moving out? Like, are, are you moving to New Haven? Can we like hang out on a regular basis? Like, I want to know. I mean, Right now we're working on, um, I'm crossing my fingers and I'm going to say two weeks, but it's probably three weeks from now. We'll have uh, a container dropped at the brewery. Um, that's going to be a wood fired pizza oven. That's oh, going to wow. be run by square peg pizza. 
the square peg pizza we'll have every time you come to black hog there will be a square peg pizza available to eat which will be super exciting um so we kind of we kind of hooked up with them and trying to get that up and running uh and then um so that'll be great when that gets up and running and again i said two i'm hoping three probably four stuff always takes too long but you know in the next little bit we'll be able to get pizza available when you come to oxford and hang out uh, Mm -hmm. with us um expanding into new haven there's a couple of um possible opportunities that will that haven't come to fruition yet Mm -hmm. Um, it might be more of kind of like a beer garden situation but not like a physical year-round location um Mm -hmm. But there's nothing set in stone on those yet. So we're kind of just kind of hoping to be able to have something down there in New Haven area um, as well. Because, I mean, it's, it's you know, it's a drive. I understand. It's a drive to get to Oxford. It's a beautiful drive, though. It's a nice, right. relaxing drive to get out there and, uh, you know, feel like you're in the country. Uh, we we want to be able to get our beers closer to the where the masses are and um, something like that, too. So, I mean, there's a couple of you know, irons in the fire that aren't anywhere close to being hot enough to smash, but uh, there's some possibility you might be able to see us a little bit more, um, you know, beyond the Oxford walls, but we'll, you know, we haven't quite crossed those bridges yet. Okay. Well, as you prepare to cross those bridges, I, I, I have seen with, you know, different brands and all different types of business. Um, as you expand, you can also then kind of lose your identity. Um, what kind of stuff are you going to be moving forward to help, maintain because a lot of you know the awesomeness that is black hog is the awesomeness that are is you guys you can taste the passion you can taste you know being good at what you do and again by seeing some of the social media stuff you can see how much fun you're having doing it to me that's your entire brand you know um and how are you going to be able to maintain that with expanding um i mean the big thing is that we're trying to keep I mean, all the beer is still going to be made in Oxford, whatever we end up doing. Mm-hmm. You know, so, like, quality of beer of what's being made that's going to have Blackhawk brand is going to still be made in the building, you know, with our water source, with all the stuff we've learned there, um, all of our same equipment. So, it's like the beer itself will still have the same soul and everything for sure. And it's, right. it's um, so that, I think that's the number one thing is that the beer is going to always be as quality as possible. And that's something that I'm really, I'm, I'm passionate about because that's my side of my, you know, mm-hmm. I'm looking side of the business. So I want to make sure the liquid is always good. Um, right. And then the, the brand itself, like it's, I mean, we're trying to get out there. I mean, some of our, we, we just wrapped a truck in Massachusetts, which is kind of cool where it's like, you know, see the bigger guys have like the whole trucks mm-hmm. with all the branding all over. So we're like, this is our first foray into like doing some distribution-y kind of like craziness. Like, Hey, we're a big boy now. We have a, so it's like, we have a really um, truck. If you, if you're down in Cape Cod, you might see a black hog uh delivery truck from homegrown distributors kicking around you know so we'll start you know we'll start there maybe we'll get a couple more in connecticut too as we as mm-hmm. we grow on that and kind of get our brand out a little bit more that way um but yeah i mean the the big thing is that like we'll still be making the beer where we're making the beer the beer will be as quality as always i mean that's always number one is quality of the beer um but yeah it's just kind of getting more it's, it's crazy you mentioned that like you know we've been around forever but it's like just so many people that I'm like, oh yeah, you know I'm the I'm the Lord and Liquid of Black Hog. They're like Black Hog, what's that? I was like, mm-hmm. been around for eight years. Like it's crazy to see like that. I don't understand how like it's hasn't got up there. So I mean, I mean that's on me for not having enough social media presence and getting people out there. So it's um it's kind of just keep growing. Like you said, grow the brand so people can understand the brand and then mm-hmm. be able to be on the same page as you and being like, oh, these guys are legit and they're having fun doing it and their beer is awesome. Right. So, I mean, that's kind of where it comes down to. Exactly. And and just so everyone knows, I will fully go on record saying uh, their, their beer is awesome. Uh, they're 100% legit. And I always have an amazing time hanging out, at least in through Zoom. We will get the interpersonal hanging out and there'll be, you know, photos and people will, will see that we actually exist in real life. Next um, time, next but, time, we're just next time. person at Black Hog. Okay, awesome. okay, Let's oh, ch- challenge accepted. Nice. And I say that while while Prissy just staring at me going, but I have to work on the logistics. Um, <laughs> we got plugs, you can just plug it in. Make it work. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, um, you know, <laughs> totally off, uh, totally fell out of, out of that moment for a second. Mwah, love it. Um, you know, it, it's incredible to, to, to watch something grow and watch 
the community around. And that's one of the key things that I think a lot of people don't necessarily teach in that business class or really focus on is the importance of having a strong community. And it's not just the people in which you work with. You know, we, in this interview alone, you know, you've talked about the farmers that, that, you know, as part of the community around you. Oxford has stepped up and been a community around you guys. You know, the, um, the, the new pizza spot, that's a community around you as, and you're continuing to expand and grow. You know, a lot of people don't realize that it is that networking, it is that human aspect as we, as we move forward and as, as we grow and, and build. You know, do you guys just like, hey, this is a person I can crack a beer with? Or do you sound and like really try to get to know somebody before including them into the community? Yeah, I mean, that's a really interesting question. Um, yeah, 95% of it is something that like, I want someone that I can crack a beer with and hang out with, you know, like, you know, first, you know, yeah. like, like, I don't want to like, I don't want to, you know, I want you to be able to be part of the Blackhawk family, hanging mm. out and drinking a beer, eating food, you know, being part of what, what's going on. Um, but yeah, but there's, you know, there's some businessy stuff in the background of too. It was like, Oh, this X, Y, and Z, this is work out that because of that. And then or let's like, that makes sense, but let's make sure we want to drink a beer with them first type thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, there's a, to, yeah, get them in the fold. I mean, something where, like I, I mentioned our farmers, like the farmer, um, we, we bought what was Calvary Brewing Company back in 2014. Mm-hmm. And this farmer, you know, at that point was, um, Calvary wasn't, was brewing once a month or something. And they, you know, they grabbed their, their pin, bin and grain. And then, so it was just, he was kind of like, I, and then I was like, all right, listen, we're going to start producing a lot more. We're going to have, you know, six or seven or eight of these bins that you're used to one, one a month going on. Um, so let's, uh, so he started actually had to do some research and because he was just feeding it to his calves to fatten them right. up. He was actually feeding it to his, his dairy cattle because he didn't want to affect the milk quality, which totally understandable. So he had to start doing some testing, how much he could blend in, um, be able to make sure that like if you blended it in, it wasn't going to affect the milk quality. And he ended up, and now he's using it as part of his main feed. And that's helping him out because now as I expand, you know, he talked to me about his, the, he has a, like a, a grain contract. He spends like $70,000 a year on grain to feed these cows. So like, I'm glad to help him out and give him a percentage of that. So he doesn't have to um, spend that much money and he's able to cut in some of stuff that I would have to pay to get rid of. So it's like mutual beneficial and that stuff. Um, but it's just having that conversation with them ahead of time, you know, like, Hey, listen, we're going to expand. You're going to have to use this and more frequently, is that something you can do or, you know, and having that back and forthness, it was super important in the beginning of that. Um, but yeah, getting people into the fold. I mean, sometimes people just roll into the tasting room and start chatting and then all of a sudden they're in the fold somehow in one way or another. So it's, 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 it's def- every situation. I mean, like every beer, different situation every single time kind of what happens and it's it's crazy to see how it all pans out in the long run for sure tyler definitely and uh, uh, and i just just to say also it's how amazing how approachable you guys really are where they can you know walk into the tap room and have the conversation or you know be a goofy you know bearded dude uh, sending an email to to your website saying hey we'd love to have you come come on on the air and from jump you feel like family you know, um, and that is, that is a trait that I just, I kind of want to give you the flowers for now because there's a lot of people out there that don't feel like family. And it's nice to see that there are still people out there that do feel like family. So thank you. No, thank you. Okay. I got the ball now. Tyler, (laughs) how how many batches of beer do you go through in a typical month or a year for your company? I mean, right now, uh, I mean, it's seasonally, obviously, um there's it's actually there's two big there's two dips in the production scale of stuff where um it's like uh you get through the end of the year like a new year's january and like half of february is pretty slow Mm -hmm. by february people are like screw this i want to go back out and start doing things so we start ramping back up spring stuff starts coming out and then summer hits and there's a weird little dip in august too Really? Where like That's all the distributors, I think, have like overbought the summer beers. And in August, they're like, oh, we're not buying any more beer. We're gonna get rid of all the summer beer before the fall beers come in. So there's the mm-hmm. those are the two um 
I mean, secrets of the distribution world I'm giving out right here. You know, it's free, <laughs> free. Um, but no, those are the two different kind of apps within it. But like kind of on, on average, like right now what we're running, uh, we'll pretty, pretty much we'll single brew on Mondays and, fr- and Fridays and double brew Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Uh, so that's uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. So that's eight uh, 15 barrel turns a week. So quick math. Mm, true. But, you, know, you know, so it's like that's kind of 120 barrels a week. Yeah, kind of where we're running right, right now. Yeah. Yeah. So we're about 120 barrels a week uh, product wise in, in packaging. So that's kind of like where we're running. Uh, so if that time, you know, so we're, we're on 20 times. Yeah. We're, yeah. We're, tra- we're shooting for that kind of like 5,000, 5,500, 6,000 barrels a year is kind of like our mm-hmm. for them, kind of where we're running right now, which is kind of where we like where we're designed to be. So I'm happy to mm-hmm. finally get, I mean, it's been a, it's been a, it's been a hard day's night mm-hmm. to get to that point, but it's, you know, we're there. COVID didn't help at all with any of that, which is mm-hmm. crazy. Um, but now we're like starting to flip around and get some stuff dialed in. So that's kind of, so yeah, so we're in that 5,000, 6,000 barrels a year window right now. So a lot of stuff is going in your favor right now. Yeah. I mean, it's just good. like, that's beautiful. Yeah, it's, been, it's been good. That's yeah. what I'm talking about. Easy yeah. balls back to you, buddy. <laughs> well, and that's, that's the key aspect of it too. And, you know, and I love that we're able to talk farmer talk because, <laughs> you know, it is a long process, but that's what reality is, you know, because even if you look at like a farmer, you have to till the land, you have to seed the land, you have to work the land. And that's when the, you know, the fruit is grown. And it's, it's the same aspect. It's because you guys have been working hard for those eight years. It's because of those relationships that you start to build. You know, one of the key things we love about this show in particular is we're able to show Success is not, you know, the Bugatti that, you know, we, we hope for. Success is not the failed TMZ story that you're going to hear about the downfall. Success is being able to create a family-like existence and to be able to sustain living happily um, and within one's means. And that's what I really love about, even though, co- you know, your guys' story in particular, COVID definitely hits you it, like it hit everybody with that, that one, two. And it sucked. And, you know, but because even during that time you were putting the work in, now we're starting to see the fruits of that. Um, and you guys were being prepared for when that turnaround was coming. And now in anywhere between two and seven weeks, you guys are about to have a pizza oven right out there. You know, but the other thing that I want to talk about real quick, real, real quick, because I want to just jump back to it. It's called a callback in this industry. You've got this truck wrap. Now, I know that whenever, you know, there's a billboard that happens to mention, you know, the band or, or even the show or there's a new T-shirt design, I get all sorts of giddy. I want to take pictures with it. Did you guys, once it got wrapped, did you guys all, like, run up to the spot? Is there, like, all pictures of you guys, like, with a thumbs up? You know, you pointing to, to the, the truck itself? Or is that just something well, I mean, not you hope for? It was, it was up in Massachusetts. So, like, I had mm-hmm. a lot of, got, you know, my, my uh, Joe... Uh, Joe, my guy who runs all the distribution for me up there in Mass, he like sent me text text videos of his pictures of it, and then like we got a random uh, Facebook DM. So I was like, "Oh, I saw your truck in Martha's Vineyard." It's like awesome. I was like, you know, so it's just like it's just like we're, I'm excited to see it from far. We're actually going up there for uh, November twelfth, thirteenth, the Timeout Market. It's a place outside of Fenway. Uh, we're on top there with the cold pizza pills in there, but they do like a vendors event where they kind of go up and we all pour beers and they have two of our beers on tap. We bring a third one and hang out and share it with all of us. So we're going to go up there. So I'm hoping I can see it up there in November. So, uh, but yeah, it's been weird to be, have it like be up the whole, right. you know, up in Massachusetts, like floating around in Martha's Vineyard and I've never touched it. You know, it's weird that way, <laughs> but it's, I'm excited to at some point for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, that, that's awesome. And hopefully you guys are up there on the 13th because I will also be there for the 13th for the uh, New England Music Awards. Nice. So may, maybe maybe we can run into each other then. Sure. I don't know. But hopefully, knock on wood, that'd be dope. Um, and then we'll get pictures and people will see that we both actually exist. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's not just a social media thing, we swear. Um, we swear. <laughs> now, how important is it 
you know, for especially the those that are just coming up to get involved in these like vendor events, you know, um, because I think a lot of people are overlooking this. And I, I, I personally think it is a beautiful marketing tool. Um, can you explain a little bit about the importance it has been for your guys' brand? Like, you mean, uh, yeah, so I mean, vendor events are important for sure. I mean, it's something where it's, we're finding that there's, you know, if there's an account, you know, in 92% of our beer goes out the door for distribution. Right. All over Connecticut, Massachusetts, uh, in New Hampshire, Rhode Island, Delaware, Jersey, you know, like we're kind of, a lot of our beer goes out in the world. Um, and if you have, you have an account um, out there that is, um, you know, if they're, they're a package store, they always have your stacks, multiple different stacks available. That's, that's the account you go do a tasting at. Uh, you have a, you have a bar that's like, Hey, we, we have this one beer on, we're going to keep it on all year. Like we're projecting to go through like, you know, five half barrels a week. You're like, great. When they need an event, you drive to wherever that is and you do that. So it's kind of like, you find those event the, the the vendors that are like that want to work with you so you work with them that's kind of what it comes down to in the distribution world um there's a lot of because like i mean the truth is like doing it like if you if you go into any of the like the liquor stores and there's a, a some sort of tasting like a beer tasting or mm-hmm. a wine tasting or a liquor tasting you know you know that person that that brand has probably has their person who does the sales that they're paying money to do this mm-hmm. do that you know and or they're hired someone to pay hourly to run it up and beyond the person they already paid to do sales all of the stuff they're handing out they're probably just giving away and they're not you know so it's like you 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 run all of the metrics on it and it's like well for a three-hour tasting we got to sell 15 cases of beer you know mm-hmm. with that tasting to have it break even and, and it's you, you never like if you look at it like in a very like small window a tasting you're never going to make money you're always going to lose money on a taste but it's a brand awareness it's hey person walked in on a friday they saw a black hog person there pouring beer passionate about the brand pouring them a sample yeah they bought a six-pack this time maybe when they come back the next time they'll also buy us it's just that the repeat so you can't look at it as like a very isolated situation because if you do you're like why am i doing any of these they're all they all lose money you know so it's a uh mm-hmm. having that it's like you got to look at everything at both angles. You'll look at anything mm-hmm. as like the that specific day, what's happening, but also mm-hmm. like globally, how is this affecting us? You know, so it's kind of right. it's it's a hard game to uh, when you're running the number side of it to figure out is this actually making us money in right. the long run? Is it a bit? Is it a, we can write it off as a branding thing or like you know? So it's kind of like how do you, how do you play all those different things and in, in having the the decision of which ones to do is the big one so it's like but if that person is one of those guys you want to sit down and have a beer with you're going to hang out with them every time and do things with them every time and like you know so it's just like so it's kind of like it all comes back to relationships in the long run Mm -hmm. for sure yeah well and and actually i I love i love that i'm able to reference this because i am a huge like world series of poker fan and my favorite world series of poker player is doyle brunson he, you know, he won twice. It's actually now called the, the Doyle Brunson when you have a 10 and a two. Um, and, you know, if anyone's ever read his book, and I have because, you know, not all there. But if you've read his book, he talks about looking at not, you know, the way you don't go on tilt and going on tilt means you get very aggravated and you can lose everything. Is one looking at the hand that you're playing just with that singular hand, but also looking at every single tournament as just a big, you know, looking at your entire career. Yeah, I might have lost these tournaments, but I then won these. And at the end, that's when you can really say whether you've broken even or, you know, you've gone up or down, but you're looking at every single thing as that huge big picture. Um, And it's so true, you know, you need to, you know, capitalism has stated, you got to spend money to make money. Yes, but you have to, what it truly is, is investing in yourself investing in the brand itself and you take these chances and sometimes those chances will pay back big you know hopefully they got a dope salesperson that that's there and they're they're able to talk up that person that was getting that six pack into maybe getting four six packs you know or a half a keg you know because they do have that party coming up you know now that's the other key question that i definitely want to ask and i've never asked anyone this before as a brewer 
what do you prefer draft or can draft always as we here on WNHHLP 103.5 FM New Haven myself prestige and my partner in crime on behind the brand go ahead Tyler no I mean <laughs> draft is cool. how beer has always been should have been served for millennia you know like um I mean you go back to like the in England where they just took the big old wooden cast and bung in the bottom mm -hmm. of it turned a valve and drank you know like drinking out of a glass off tap is where beer is meant to be um and there has been a lot of advances within the packaging world to make beer as high quality as possible in the can it's so much easier to move stuff around in a can for sure 100% agree like you can bring a can wherever you want to go well blah, blah, blah. but like having a, a a, a, I kind of look at it when, when I started in the, the brewing world um, you know I was a brew brewer and like mm -hmm. I had uh, I made the beer I put it right. in a brewing tank and then it went on draft at my place and that was it that was my distribution network you know so there was just right. like I went upstairs and talked to people and you know I would drink beer with them and I knew I knew that the beer, I knew how the beer was brewed. I knew how the beer was transferred. I knew how the beer was kept cold. I know how clean the line was. And then they were drinking. And I was like, great, this is awesome. You know, so when I had that transition into the distribution world, it's like I did lose a little bit of control because it was like I had, a, I knew how to now, like I know how the beer is made. I know how the beer is transferred. I know how the beer is packaged. But then it leaves my dock and goes somewhere. Right. And then from somewhere, it goes somewhere else, possibly. And then maybe end to a cooler and then to their house, you know. But So there's like three or four steps. I don't know what's going on, which has right. always been like in the back of my head of like how far I ever want to distribute Black Hog. Because it's, mm. like I said, draft is where it's supposed to be. Like, I, but I want like, if my beer's on draft somewhere and there's a, the owner of that, that bar says like, oh man, this beer is pouring crap. Like, in my head, I want to be able to get in my car, drive five hours, and fix it. You know, like, right. I, just, I just, I want to be able to, like, I still want that much control. Like, I'll be there in five mm -hmm. hours, just drive, and just figure it And Like, so it's, um, that's a, that's a long-winded way of saying drafts is better than cans. But it's just, this within the process, like, you know, beer's put into the bright tank, and now it's finished beer ready to package. And then you fill a keg. And then it's, you know, that's the, the... The, there's not another step of then all right i'm filling now i'm going from the bright tank into a can that then is getting hand transferred into a pallet and then is going in a, and then maybe like because people that serve kegs keep them cold people that have cans on their shelves might keep them cold might put them on the warm shelf heat the worst thing you do to a beer hands down like it just ages a beer so much faster um so it's like you lose control when it goes into a can um, from my anal brewing world of the thing. Um, but personally, like having that experience of like going to a, like a, a, a bar that's like a beer bar that has a well-crafted beer list. Like mm -hmm. they have multiple different glasswares, depending on what they're serving. You order it. You just like, you just know that it's, this beer has been taken care of from day one and like enjoying mm -hmm. that beer. It's beautiful, perfect sized glass for that beer. It's just like, that's a whole experience in itself. Um, and that's, I think, how beer should be served is draft for sure. Definitely. I love that answer. And I, I thank you so much for being just brutally honest with it. I, I love it. Um, now, let's, let's talk about because it, it is Oktoberfest. And you said you had a couple of, uh, you know, beers that were aligned for it. Oh, look at that beautiful can. Nice. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Great beautiful shot of that, can. too. That was mm, well done. Great brand placing, and, and now he's drinking. Don't worry, I'll be drinking in a, in a little bit. I am at the state house, um, yeah, and I'll be drinking Black Hog in a little bit, actually. Um, awesome. Got you. Looking out, I'll I'll take a picture. We exist. Um, gotcha. Uh, now, what you know? What is what is the the heavy weight of this season for you guys? What is the the new the new new? What's the new new that's coming through? The new new. Uh, I mean, so Oktoberfest uh, obviously just hit and has hit and it should be on the shelves. And if it's still available, go grab it. Uh, we just have we have a Vienna style lager. We did brewery only release that I'm digging right now. I happen to have one on hand, which is mm -hmm. a bummer, but um, 
it's uh kind of the um you know, germany and austria kind of like both kind of make similar beers around this time of year and the vienna style lager has a it's uh not as dark in color but it still has the same malt backbone to it um really great uh you know for this time of year and then we do our um pumpkin spice latte oh wow yeah so it's kind of our coffee shop series we do mm-hmm. so we do like a um the great mind coffee they uh they do a local corroster up near us uh so great minds hooks us up with all of our coffees and then uh we put that into a, a lactose based milk stout and then infuse it with all of the pumpkin spice love that should be happening um because personally like pumpkin ale is overdone like the whole everyone has like a pumpkin ale it's like this orange beer with cinnamon in it and like so i i i just want to i've always wanted to like do something a little different but still have and you know get those people that are into what's going on and the pumpkin spice latte i mean duncan has it you know everyone has it you know so it's like people love that beer and it's one of those seasons right now for sure that's doing well for us um so that's kind of the new new that's happening uh right now out and about um in the future we're going to be coming out shortly with um our uh nor'easter because we're starting to get into like you know brewing we're three months ahead in our world so our nor'easter is kind of our next double ipa they'll be coming out with uh idaho seven and mosaic i'm just gonna be super excited about that one and then choosy moms which is a peanut butter imperial stout that's mm. coming out for like stout season's gonna hit us hard here in the next couple of weeks so we're gonna be great it's gonna be great Tyler. The choosy moms choose GIF. I love it. <laughs> See, that, no, seriously, that is genius. That is genius. He was taking a trend and that's expanding funny. upon it. This is that's exactly funny. what we were talking about. That's, that's amazing. That, that's funny. That's amazing. I'm sorry, Pete. Go ahead. Go. No, 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 no. That, that had to be said. <laughs> I, can pl- I can play Mario Kart 64 at your brewery. Uh, we used to have Mario Kart 64 until... Okay. People dropped the controllers and shattered them. Oh, Nintendo 64 man. controllers are these days. You can't find them anywhere. Nah, it, yeah, they're just expensive. Well, so yeah, they are. Uh, we do have a uh, we have a, a stand up Galaga slash Pac Man machine, oh, circuit one, which is pretty far. Nice. So we have that available at all times. So that's get your video game going on for sure. <laughs> Besides all that fun stuff, what can I expect? Uh, just in a typical Black Hog Brewery visit. Tell me. I mean, yeah, we walk in and we, we got a pretty, it's a pretty chill vibe. I mean, we got a you know couple couches out front. You can kind of nice. hang out and take over that area. Um, we've got uh, these little booths that you can kind of have a little like private areas. You're going inside. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm mentioning a lot of the inside stuff because the outside stuff, you know, we're getting towards that fall season, the tent time down. of year, yeah. Yeah, the tent, like in the summer, we have a big old tent outside and everything outside. We'll still have the outside space uh, available for seating if there's a nice sunny day for coming out. And then, mm-hmm. uh, well, again, we'll have that the pizza other one outside as well. Um, but yeah, it's just kind of a some you know we'll have uh, some local local guys doing some acoustic music here and there, depending on what's going on. Uh, we're working on uh, having trying to get back our like a comedy comedy night kind of for the winter. Oh, awesome! Get in touch with those guys. They're like uh, we have I mean, that's again, that hasn't happened yet, but we're working on that too. Um, and I'd love to get a putting league going too for uh, disc golf, which is like, you know, have like a putting league going on Tuesdays, but, uh, we got to get it all dialed in for sure. Uh, big thing is you check, uh, Instagram for uh, black at black hog beer. Um, we'll have kind of all that detail there and we'll always have some sort of Facebook event going. If something is officially scheduled, there'll be a Facebook event scheduled for it, ready to go. So, and people can host their own events there too. Am I right? Oh yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I mean, we kind of, we kind of, we keep Sunday mornings as kind of like family nights, family, family days. Yeah. So we have like a, a pumpkin, a pumpkin painting party coming up soon for cool. like on the thirtieth, where you can bring your kids in. Uh, you pay a flat fee, you get a pumpkin, and the kids can paint the pumpkin while you have a pint. Um, and then uh, we have it's photos with Santa, kind of as we get later in the season. Uh, but yeah, you can you can rent out the space too. Um, Basically, uh, depending how big of a party you have, the, mm. uh, we've kind of the old tasting room space. Kind of, I don't know if anyone's been there <laughs> way back in the day where we were only two of the four bays we have. But uh, where all the canning line sits right now, we'll uh, you can rent that space out. 
uh, for smaller parties. And then if we can also, you can also rent double space too as well. Um, there'll be uh, all of that information is available on our website. Um, and soon enough, in any like he said, anywhere from two to seven weeks, we'll be including a whole pizza array and food available with all those party events. So I'm uh, super excited about that, mostly because I had some of their uh, meatballs that were at the uh, Square Peg in Glastonbury. And I, I think they're going to be on the menu at Blackhawk too, which is oh, so good. So oh, great good. to hear. Yeah. Time is unfortunately coming to a close with us on the broadcast, but we like to give this time to you as always. Um, please, any little tidbit of information, any new information you want to give to a prospective viewer in the foreseeable future. And like always, just respect a plugin. Just um, give your social media tags, anywhere where to find you and just anything you got coming up in the foreseeable future again. Go right ahead, Tyler. This time is yours. For sure. Thank you guys so much for having me first and foremost. Yeah, I mean, check out you know, blackhogbrewing.com, uh, blackhog, uh, at blackhogbeer on Instagram, um, and at blackhogbeer on uh, TikTok as well. Um, we, the Insta, excuse me, Facebook, Facebook's events are really kind of where it's going down. I have all of our information, what's happening at the brewery. Uh, we are in Oxford, Connecticut at mm-hmm. 115 Early Road, Building 9A. Uh, right by the Oxford Airport. Um, beautiful space to come hang out. We're open Wednesdays through Sundays um, for all of your beer drinking needs. And uh, if you, any package store in Connecticut, we should be there. If we're not, ask them to order us. So <laughs> enjoy our beers anywhere and everywhere. Tyler, thank you once again for being a part of the program. We appreciate you, brother. No, oh, Cheers, guys. Thanks so much. Absolutely. On WNHHLP 103.5 FM New Haven, myself, Prestige, and my partner in crime, Mr. EZ Blues. Appreciate you. Wondering what to write about, trying to figure out what it's all about. Existentialist, am I worth anything or just a scout? I don't know. I don't know.